Hello listeners, this is Tetsuo the Storyteller. First off, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Thank you for joining in and listening to the stories that I tell. The following scary Christmas stories were posted in the Reddit community. Their usernames are in the description below, so thank you for sharing them with us. Some names and details have been edited to remove identifying features or to fix the flow of the story. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to Tetsuo Tells a Story on YouTube and podcast providers such as Anchor and Spotify. So let's get on with these three true scary Christmas stories. Story 1, titled Gang Violence in Calgary. I haven't posted on here for a while but I wanted to share this experience from my teenage years. I come from a town in northern west Saskatchewan with the worst crime rate in western Canada, or at least the most concentrated. Running into skinheads, hookers, or finding drug drops by accident are things you encounter in my town at a young age. By age 12, you learn how to spot and intimidate a scout car. That is, a car scouting for places to rob. And by 14, you're surviving a jumping, stabbing, shooting, or in my case, several or all of them. There is a general understood rule, which is, once that the sun sets, you don't leave your house unless you have a death wish. I'm saying this all to make you understand where I come from and why, when I'm on vacation, I try my best to turn off those parts of my brain. My dad's side of the family all reside in Calgary, and they have since 1948. So that's where we'd go for vacation. As I got older, my cousin who lived in Calgary told me more and more about the gang wars going on on there. They told me about Asian gangs, and Lebanese gangs fighting for power. They said if you enter the wrong bar, you'll be asked to pay the gangster tribute to drink there. My female cousin, the summer before this, described a graduation party that her friend threw. It never crossed their mind to invite this one Asian kid. It wasn't malice, it was just not something that crossed their mind. So this kid thought that he was being dishonored And this part is actually her story, not mine. So the kid showed up with four other Asian guys. They walked up to the guy throwing the party. They opened his stomach up with a katana right in front of her and everybody else. And of course, everyone ran. Now, back to my story. I was always an introvert. In my hometown, I was known as Hipster Dork. Anywhere outside of my hometown, people thought I was a thug. Some people thought from my parents that I was part of the Turkish mob. I was a real softie, introverted, never explored the nightlife, and I never tried to prove I was tough. (laughs) And I always went to bed early. This one night, I was staying in Calgary. My grandparents had a condo on the southwest part of town. My dad and I were down for Christmas staying in the communal guest bedroom 
on the ground floor behind the entrance of the building. Night two of our stay, I was awoken by a full bladder. The lights in this damn bathroom were halogen and so bright. It turned my mind on and by 2 a.m. I was hopelessly awake. The walls of this room were so thin and cheap, you can hear water moving through the pipes and everything in the front entrance. Around 3 a.m. I hear running outside. So I cautiously opened the blinds to the balcony to see a disheveled woman. I can't really remember her ethnicity, though I think she may have been Matisse. She had messy makeup and had a baby in her arm. She darted to the front doors and started pressing every room button. Slowly, one by one. I heard most of the people in the building, elderly couples that were slowly waking up and asking what's happening. The only thing this woman could muster was, help, and they're coming. Finally, after three minutes or so, there was a long buzz and a click, followed by scuffing. I heard the ping of the elevator arriving, and the sound I only assumed was her diving shoulder first into the thing. A couple seconds pass, and I think, hmm, that's odd. Then I hear it. A car screeching to a halt. I opened the curtains enough to see one of those cars. The ones that look like the Smokey in the Bandit car. Except the discount version. The ones that only drug dealers and teenagers drive. This car was parked in the front doors with skid marks from e-braking it. There were four Asian men entering the building. Two of the Asian men's wore leather jackets, and two wore denim ones. Through these extremely thin walls, all I could hear was, Did she come in here? I don't know. What do you want to do? Then I heard a palm slam against a metal surface. And then, That bitch. As I heard the door to the complex, violently rocking back and forth with great force. Then after a minute, they stopped. The leader muttered, She's out anyways. We'll find her. She can't keep cooped up in there forever. Before they exited and calmly and coolly entered the car and sped off. I relayed the whole thing to my dad when he awoke. He told me I was too used to my hometown and was being heat bag. I let it go and went upstairs. As we sat in my grandparents' large dining room, awaiting scrambled eggs on toast, my grandma perked up and asked, Did either of you two know what all that commotion was last night? I perked up and relayed what I've seen and heard, and asked if anybody has seen her, the woman. They said one of the people on the third floor said, Somebody came up very late in the night, but no one was there the next morning. After that, my dad believed me. My dad's always been one of those people who would rather stare evil in the eye and deny its existence, whereas my friend and I drink it like moonshine and use it to our advantage. He's an idealist, and I'm a realist, 
so needless to say, discussing this wouldn't be his first idea of something to do. This was my first and only experience with Calgary's deep underbelly. For someone with as many degrees as my cousin, she talks my ear off anytime I come down about gang violence. But I never knew if it was true or not. She relayed the backyard party story to me four times, so I'm pretty sure there's some deep truths to it. I also know my experience is true. True as the day is long. Story 2 titled Nightmarish Inception Paralysis Hi, my name is Kent and first of all I would like to say English is not my first language. I'm Filipino and currently living in Cebu and I'm almost 16. I've experienced sleep paralysis at least once or twice a year ever since I was 13 and there is one experience that stands out from the rest. Me, my sister, and my mother were sleeping on a king-size bed that was on the floor as we were preparing to move out. I usually sleep around 3 a.m. at that time because I usually like to listen to scary stories. This time, I was listening to stories about children with black eyes. I usually shrug off the stories as if they were nothing. Then I went to bed and slowly drifted to sleep. FYI, the room we slept in was also on the second floor. Anyways, I woke up and got the feeling that someone was after me. Everything was pitch black, but I can make out the layout of the house. I ran down the stairs and towards the front door, and it felt like something was chasing me. But as soon as I reached the front door, all I saw outside was darkness, which was weird because usually there are some lights from the streetlights. But this time, it was just pitch dark and I couldn't open the front door for some reason. Then I felt the hairs on my neck rise, as whatever was chasing me seemed to have been right behind me now. Then I screamed ah! and woke up. This time, I was in the same bed as I was, but I couldn't move. I can only open my eyes. Looking down to my feet, I saw this one girl with no eyes and her jaws were huge. They were so large, it stretched almost all the way to her chest. And she slowly crawled her way up towards me. I closed my eyes, and my body is ice cold. I prayed and prayed and prayed again. All I can hear was my teeth shivering. It felt like hours trapped in that position. Then I woke up again, in that bed, and I slowly opened my eyes. You could say I just had a bad nightmare, but the strangest part was my teeth was still shivering. And I looked down, and thank God it wasn't there anymore. 
I know this might not be scary for others, but hell, it was for me. This was my second experience in sleep paralysis inception, or I don't know what the heck it is. We moved out of that house. Then on Christmas morning, 2015, I dreamt about myself in the laundry room of our new house. And I can literally feel something is attacking me with their long, sharp fingernails pushing through the inner part of my chest. And I can feel every inch of it dig into my chest. I woke up and I can still feel the pains in my chest. And my shirt was cut. This isn't my only experience. I got a lot to tell. But... This is it for now. Story 3 titled The Cemetery. Okay, let me get this straight. I'm a 15 year old girl who lives in New Zealand, and when this took place, I was around 12 years old. In 2016, a couple of days before Christmas, the worst thing happened to us. We found out my auntie had died, which was on my dad's side, and they were very close. She was a jockey, and she fell off the horse, and it crushed her. My aunt's favorite thing was the smell of lilies, flowers. This will be useful for later on. Anyways, about two years after her death, we visited her again for Christmas, and we have been here to see her many times. But this time, it felt different. The air was heavy, and I got this wave of tread. It was so overwhelming that I had to stay in the car for a bit. Once I thought that bad feeling had calmed down, I decided to hop out and look around the cemetery as I was doing before. Suddenly, I smelled a familiar smell. It was the smell of lilies. And at first, it was comforting in a way, but then I felt like I was being watched. I could tell that whatever was watching me didn't want me here, as if I needed to leave. So I listened to my gut and booked it back to the rest of my family. Not shortly after all of us were in the car driving back, we saw that there was something in the middle of the road, so we stopped. But the longer we stared at it, the more we realized it was my auntie, and she looked worried. About two seconds later, a car comes flying by in full speed. And then she vanishes. It scared me, and I couldn't sleep that night. But the longer I thought about it, the more I realized that she saved us that day, and that she really is looking over at us. Thank you for listening. I just wanted to get this off my chest, and I know you might not believe me, because I certainly wouldn't if I heard this. But it is 110% real, and it is still vividly stuck in my head till this day.
Thank you everyone for listening in on these three true scary Christmas stories. If you enjoyed these three stories, remember to like, share, and subscribe to Tetsuo Tells a Story. Again, you can find me on YouTube and podcast providers such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Do you have a story to tell? Hey, let me know and I can read it to the world. Everyone, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. See you in the next 